0: How to get out of wholesaling? If we compare uh, compare class seniority, right? Some say, and I agree with this, that wholesalers are freshmen, flippers are sophomores, buy and hold single family and small multifamily are juniors. And commercial multifamilies or seniors, developers are the postgraduates, right? They get they've got the masters in it. But in this episode, we're going to talk about how to get out of wholesaling, embracing the suck of the job that you have to do to pay for your real estate education, right? And some of you, that is the W two that you're in right now, and you still haven't texted me since uh, back in episode uh, number one sixty four, which was the first episode of season four here, and uh, so I need you to do that right now. My cell phone number 205-249-0248. Let me know the worst job you've ever had. If it's right now, go ahead and text me. And this is episode number 179 of the W2 Capitalist Podcast. All right, Brody, back, back to real estate. Got a question for you.
1: Okay. Hopefully I have an answer for you.
0: It's really, well, I, yeah, hopefully you do maybe we do maybe we don't what does what does it look like for you to get out of the wholesaling business what do you what do you got yeah, so to accomplish
1: yeah so that's something else somebody was um, talking about so or uh you know like i said i i hired another coach uh aaron and he was talking with one of his like mentors that they, they were doing like a live cold calling thing it was uh quentin flores and they went back and forth on this he's like you know like you know i'm like he said some savage he's like i'm I'm ahead of you like i'm not doing wholesaling anymore like i'm buying them like <laughs> buying office buildings and it's like he's like you're still wholesaling like and um it's like yeah i get where he's coming from on that like topic but at the same time like it's still a great business to learn business yeah and where we're at oh, yeah, is with cheap. like Kind of like, and what Aaron's, you know, what his passion is, is teaching people how to get into it. That's yeah. why we went with him. Um, so, you know, it's it's a great business to learn business because it was everything that I've been doing here and learning here is just automatically applies over. And uh, it was like kind of a topic, like talking with Caitlin about. It. It's like everything's complementary here. The skill sets just apply over. So when it comes time to you know the exit strategy for wholesaling is to uh we had a number like a crazy number of mine like 1.6 million dollars in like cash assets essentially like either stuff that's easily liquidated like putting it into you know yep. like a bond fund something very stable but it's not like losing money or you know 1.6 million dollars in sort of like syndications working at like a certain percentage um that gets us out of like the wholesaling business. But, uh, Quentin was like, you don't need that much. Like he didn't answer the question, but he's like, you know, you make some capital and then you go start another venture, you know, make some capital. Then you go start another venture. So like, he started like doing, um, uh, you know, like the drop shipping Airbnb or not Airbnb, uh, like, uh, Amazon stores. Okay. It's like, if you got 50 grand, you can start something that's making you that. And it, you know, making you 50 grand year over year. And it's like, okay, and then we got another business where it's like a record label that took $150,000 to start up and we have like a producing studio. So it's like all this stuff that he's in, you know?
2: What is so, Amazon Storage?
1: So Amazon Store, a uh, virtual Amazon yeah. Store.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, so like, you know, e-commerce basically, like an e-commerce business. Okay. okay. So there, there's a lot of room for growth uh, in that industry, but it's just one of those things where I'm not super interested in it. Like I would start an Amazon store, but yeah. it would just be for like Airbnb stuff like furnish your old house out of the store. You know, it's kind of the idea I had for it, but you know, again, capital to do that. So I'm kind of shit to answer your question. Jerry. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're, you're shoot you're beating around the bush, man. What? So,
1: Yeah. <laughs> to answer your question. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought I had a pretty clear picture of like, okay, build up just a ton of cash and and Mm -hmm. then i while on this journey i've been introduced to okay you can start multiple businesses once you get one under control and producing persistently so that's what i'm trying to do is just get it consistently like Mm -hmm. quarter over quarter like okay we're doing 60 grand a quarter with consistency
2: it'll it'll morph as you know opportunities come along and you get clout for you know what you've accomplished like it'll it'll morph into that um You know to me it's it's not like there's a switch of oh i've hit this goal i'm gonna switch it over like it morphs like it 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 doesn't it merges yeah uh, you know and then you'll you'll be able to you know just kind of naturally go into it because you're i mean the thing about wholesaling is it's kind of a you know cheap education and
1: uh, yeah it's free education that's exactly how i think of it you know yeah
2: so, I mean, you know, and I've told, i talked to, to Jamie who, uh, uh, couldn't join us this evening, but, you know, he was getting kind of, uh, down about, you know, doing this construction stuff and I was, you know, wouldn't getting motivated. And I was like, you got to change the mindset. You got to wake up and see it as a, you know, free or money-making education as opposed to, <clears throat> you know, that's not the life you want, but... You know, like when I did home inspection, like I fucking hated that shit, but I treated it as an education so Mm -hmm. that I could walk into any house and just walk around and be able to assess, you know, what the fuck's wrong. Pill
0: it apart quickly. Yeah. Yep. I don't, I don't think you, I, I agree. Who who was the mentor that said, you just, you got to get it stabilized to to the point where now you can kind of automate it more and then, then you go focus on I I uh, I am a firm believer in that, and, yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to take 1.6. I here's here's what I've realized because we've done this unknowingly. This was not our plan. We just kept looking for multifamilies and whatnot. And about once a year, uh, yeah, about once a year, we would invest close to 50 or 75 thousand into a multifamily. And now we're to that point where some of those have cycled off and they doubled. And so we put that original 50 back to work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And then we took that the other half of it. I said 50, I meant 50% other half of it to something else. And now as I look at kind of those, you know, I don't, I don't even know the number I'm totally guessing here, but basically we took a $25,000 investment over the course of four years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's now into like 200,000 because we kept doing the same thing. Like we, that 25 turned into close to a hundred in three years and then we took that hundred and over the last year and a half uh, have turned into two. So what I'm I'm trying to tell you is, is I don't think you need to wait till 1.6. I think you need to set a smaller goal and say, okay, well now here's that cash. I'm gonna go invest in this or, you know, or in this multifamily project or, here's a hundred thousand dollars in cash i'm gonna go be a lender for w2 cap capital <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice plug
1: nice
0: plug so, so no, but uh, in all seriousness i i, I w- that was not our plan but i just kind of looked back and like damn i was like damn how did we get here <laughs> yeah if we would have waited and tried to
1: save up we all got, the money yeah it, it's not gonna happen and it's a, long time. And yeah. it's a and very other stuff long stuff comes
0: up man and, and I'll, I'll tell you you know i don't know well we've had conversations about this about y'all having expanding your family and man when you do that stuff's gonna come up every freaking day and every. that money's gonna go somewhere else and i was like and and so i even told the guys today we were looking at a um a property and i said look I, I like this opportunity but i'm gonna go ahead and tell you i don't have jack squat to invest in it i am cash poor right now <laughs> everything yeah, i have needs is new out, shoes, man. i mean well, yeah well yeah and everything i have is out and it's working and i said i've got a couple of things that may refinance in the next three months i said but if y'all are looking to close before then it ain't gonna be with me
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> said, i'm all I said, right
0: no, i don't bring anything to the table <laughs> but it, it's uh." I, I would I would set those targets a little bit smaller and then take that money and start putting it to work.
1: Yeah. And and that's kinda of what I've been learning. Like I'm that was, you know, Jay, that that goal that I set was like starting fresh, off the starting line, I naivety yeah. full force, you know, like <laughs> it was now I know it's like, well dude, like we can well, we need a cleaning company so i mean in like building a business in my head really fast like okay like getting a you know secondhand van getting the cleaning supplies mm-hmm. getting uh, additional lens to stay on hand like we're looking at maybe an upfront cost of like thirty two thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars and that's like getting the first you know two months of pay for like two employees and then just like facebook marketing like fucking madmen, you know yeah And then just like getting bookings and then like, okay, so that's another business now that's making 2,500 bucks a month, you know, and try to keep that going consistently. And then rolling. Yeah. You want to be in the cleaning business. So, you know, like I was saying, complimentary businesses. Yeah. Yeah. So like things that I am interested in, I know it sounds weird, but I do. My coworkers from my last job would be like, Brody just walked around polishing shit. Like (laughs) I like shit being clean like uh we had these things back in school called you want to come
2: to my house
1: yeah well, if you'll pay me fly me down man i'm sure you can find somebody cheaper but um i know this is also going to sound kind of gross but like uh just doing these hellacious trash outs um my dad had a uh, a dog doo-doo house um a while ago that he picked up as a wholesale
2: and
1: cat uh, hmm. no man this was I don't know, bad. Man. I don't know, this man. is this is i showed somebody who's like oh yeah there's like three inches of dog poop and i showed him this house and they're like yeah that's that's I, on I'd par t- with I'd this
2: take that over cat piss any day of the week mm.
0: y'all can have both of them i'm highly <laughs> allergic to both of them and i yeah. i don't want to
2: i do but, love Jeff, taking the garbage so out though.
1: they had to rip the subfloors out and take you down to the studs and spray everything with the kills so like bleach let it dry and then kills it to seal it
2: uh the thing about cat piss though is it like lives in the walls um <laughs> i we had one house that it had both cat piss and and dog shit like you know it was just a ridiculous house and we we sprayed it with everything we could and we thought we got rid of it you know we did the ozone thing and and all that and you know we sprayed everything on the planet on on the subfloor but uh we got down to the very end and we literally just had to take off a piece of baseboard um you know for something i forget why and it it wreaked havoc once again like out of nowhere it just started it was like we started all over and yeah because of the catfish.
1: so it's all bad so that's hazmat right and what uh one thing that i was looking at and i actually reached out to a franchise uh broker or uh whatever i was like do you have any like straight up crazy fucking cleaning i'm not talking about like house cleaning i'm not trying to be like maids are great love to run the business but i'm talking about like industrial tank cleaning stuff that will give me cancer if i don't wear the proper protection (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: what i want that's how clean all my stuff because
1: like i literally like on on the ships like i remember getting charged I, i didn't get charged the company got charged i was supervising this job from some dude that they probably picked up off of like what is essentially the maritime like home Depot corner. How much did you pay for the new guy? <laughs> yeah. Like they are probably giving him like nine bucks an hour and he poured like a one by one concrete like dam around this, like rusted out vent pipe on deck and they charged us five grand. It was like straight up like 90 minute quick crate. And I was like, that's like $5 at home Depot or whatever it is, you know, at the time. And I was just Not like, five grand, just five grand for that. And I was just literally like, that was another one of those, like, okay, so cool. Uncle Terry with running horn horn, blowing party boats, great little small business, <laughs> whatever the fuck this guy is doing, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll do four of those once a week, you know, and be done well, and be done, you know, like never, retire off every job,
2: there's never a bit better client than the government government will just piss i work for a company that you know we got jobs from them all the time and they will just piss it away whether it makes sense or not they just
0: well no that because they go over budget they're like ah we gotta we gotta increase taxes Ah."
2: well half the time it's like they have to spend enough money to make sure they get the same amount of money the next year oh yeah 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 I had a buddy the dumbest thing ever. Oh my God. So dumb. it's
0: not though. If you're, if you're in it to make, uh, to have big governmental control over everything. Right. Cause then they can go, Oh, we, we spent this much. Yes. We got to have more.
2: Well, I had, a, I had a guy who worked with me at this company and he was talking about the government and he was in the Navy and he said that they literally were like at the end of a quarter or whatever, You know, or the year, they were literally just shoving shit into the ocean. So, like refrigerators and shit. You know, I don't, you know, don't know how accurate.
1: Don't give any names. I I can make some money from reporting that. And it's not Brody. It's
2: it's definitely not Brody. But it was somebody that worked at a company with me, and he was like, "Yeah, they would literally just push shit off the ship just so they could get their budget." you know like buy more oh yeah yeah just, yeah that's that's
1: different that's different you get um man you get some hardcore jail time and you get some hardcore fines applied to you personally if you dump stuff out at sea now and uh mm. i think like if you vent like a uh, refrigerator into the uh, atmosphere like somebody could tell on you and make like a uh, twenty-five thousand dollars just for dropping the dime on your ass which is crazy like like any refrigerator what are you talking about like a like a like refrigerator yeah so like no we have like big industrial coolers for our chill boxes and stuff like if you just like oh we need to replace the refrigerant or like there's a leak and you just like blow it all out you can get fined and there's criminal yeah it's it's fucking mess it's like very regulated the industry but yeah like what on to jeff's note yeah the big navy love them to death man they just do not give a shit they will like throw flat screen tvs over the side (laughs) Gym equipment, everything just to get new stuff. Ah, oh, just, just, just I lost the
2: well, I mean, the ocean is so fucking big. It really is. <clears> so fucking big and it's so fucking deep. I mean, it, it's, if it, we actually knew how much shit people were throwing, we'd probably be, be just appalled.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like millions of gallons of oil.
2: Right shit way worse BP. than
1: that i'm sure yeah no. well there's also millions of gallons of oil just being spewed up from like vents in the ocean floor anyways
0: you know, it was so funny so that happened back in what 2010 yeah 2010 uh the, what i'm talking about is the, the gulf bp oil spill and, and uh yep there was a lot of people here locally a lot of people that that i looked up to very well versed in the fishery industry and i maybe this happened i just didn't see it but they were like man it's going to take two or three years uh six total but we're going to have like you know morphed animals swimming around, more fish swimming around uh dolphins are going to become retarded or whatever the case is and they're just like it's just gonna it's just gonna kill Frogs are gonna the- turn gay. <laughs> yeah and and i mean if that's their choice i mean whatever yeah uh, but it was just like everything like sea life as we know in the gulf of mexico is going to come to an end i'm like nope oh okay well glad we moved down here um that hasn't happened like none of that think, Not even I, think close. Mother,
2: I think Mother Nature will find a way to kill us before we kill her yeah I,
0: I think she knows how to take care of herself right
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: yeah Um. <clears throat> what was it so there microbiology society there is a naturally occurring hydrocarbon degrading bacteria that breaks down oil in the event of a spill um, hmm this bacteria has been isolated and manufactured. And it's called uh Alcanivorax. It's called Gab. And Marinobacter. <laughs> Marine <laughs> bacteria. So, right, really. Um, but I think they found this one, yeah. because <laughs> essentially it just broke some like so there was like a spill in Mexico, and they're just like, fuck it, you know, like. We don't care if it's on the beaches. Like one year later, I think it was eight months later. It was like, nothing was there. And they're like, did you guys do anything? They're like, Nope, no, nope. nope." So it all just Amazing. broke down and yeah. And, uh, some, somebody smarter than I, you know, said like, they're like foxes in the environment. Like if you have a fuck ton of bunnies, there's going to be a fuck ton of foxes. But if there's not a lot of bunnies, there's not going to be a lot of foxes. It's like, well, duh, that's the same rules that apply <laughs> to thing. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And as a matter of fact, like putting the cleaning chemicals on the oil killed the bacteria that was trying to break it down. <laughs> so it was like,
2: nah. yeah, let's just okay. leave it
1: alone. Yeah. That's not crazy. saying like oil spills are good. No, very <laughs> not. Not saying that whatsoever. It's just like there's natural ways of hand, handling a lot of natural disasters, quote unquote. So I don't know. Jeff's over here like shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Look, the saying- earth
2: is the earth has been around a lot longer than us and it'll be around a lot longer than so oh, that's true. I, I don't think I don't think the not that I'm anti, you know, keeping the earth clean and shit. But-
0: you we know you're a tree hugger. It's okay. You can come out and say it.
1: No, I'm not. But on the cleaning business that would be a fantastic <laughs> fucking cleaning business because you can go. Uh, actually, no. So there are uh, government contracts that is, this is something I learned from our environmental, you know, because we took an environmental course as merchant mariners, we have to. Uh, rapid response cleanup teams that are stationed all around the United States. Like you can go work on their ships if you get your license, but like starting that company, it's like you need like a barge. You need some like oil spill kits, you know, startup cost is obviously going to be in the millions, but, um, you know, they, the I think the standard contract, like you need to get there tomorrow. So you fire up your engines, to drive down to South Florida or whatever, when they have like a little poo poo in the water <laughs> and uh, they'll give you like $11 million for that. Just showing up to the party. It's like some crazy astronomical high number. So it's like, yeah, you're, fuck,
0: you're spending a lot of money hoping that something breaks. And then you, you know, you're floating it for a while. Imagine sounds like,
1: yeah. Well, when you're playing at that level, everything is, you know, you probably, you're probably okay with sitting on that sort of money,
0: you know? So here's my question. Those guys who invest in those type of companies, uh, if, if you're right. listening to this, <laughs> if you're watching this, let's talk, I've got some real estate investing opportunities that you might be interested in, not as risky uh with a really great return (laughs) like how do we get in touch with those people how do we say look man i just just want a million by the way when you leave a review and i hope you do don't forget to tell us who you are and leave five stars that's from dirty jobs micro listen guys if you're interested in exploring any of the products or services that i use to make my real estate investing career easier or you want to explore joining us in the W2CAP Plus community where you can uh, hang out with guys like myself, Brody, Jamie, and Jeff on a routine basis, there's going to be a link somewhere in the description or uh, comments or something like that, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. But as promised, if you have any questions whatsoever or you feel like I can help you in anything we talk about here today on this episode or any of the previous episodes, send me a text. Uh, I was going to say, give me a call, but chances are, If you're not in my phone book, I'm not going to answer. So send me a text. Let me know what episode you're listening to and how I can potentially help you. We'll find a time to get on a call. Okay. My cell phone number is 205-249-0248.